Welcome to the next generation of baseball. Today we unveil our 64-team bracket made entirely of players under 28 years old. Each week we will break down each part of the tournament and determine who moves on. Get ready for some upsets. Let's go. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Stitches Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Manderfeld, joined by the infamous Stitches panel. Guys, how is it going? Still no baseball, but we are still social distancing, right? Yeah. I like the triple hello there, Luke. What? I said I like the triple hello. Yeah, I had to throw a little something in there. I go with usually go with like the hello or the what's up or the hi, um, or the yo. I don't know. It just depends on how I'm feeling. <laughs> or the yo. Or the yo. <laughs> yeah, I've done yo before. That's rare occasion. But all right, let me introduce the panel here. You just heard Noah Manderfeld, my brother. Noah, welcome to the show, bud. Hey, how's it going? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm social distancing. That's for sure. I've only left my room to walk and to go to work. Other than that, I mean, I'm just staying home. Playing some MLB The Show to get my baseball fix in. Having a good old time. Good stuff, good stuff. Robert, how's social distancing going for you? Uh, not too bad. I You're essential. And, yeah, I am essential. That is true. I have an essential job, but I'm starting a new one tomorrow, actually. I'll be working at Domino Ooh. starting tomorrow. Yes. Hey. Fancy. Yeah, so That's I essential. Be, People uh, need their pizza ordering, I'll be taking calls. And then eventually I'll be making pizza in probably about a week or so. So life is uh, fun. And I actually Move conformed to getting Animal Crossing. I said I wouldn't do it. I'm a little indifferent about the game still, but it's not bad. And I'm enjoying it. So it's, it's a game hey, you to You can play. plug your stream if you want. Nah, we good. All right. No, I'll <laughs> plug your Twitch stream. All right. Okay. <laughs> nah, we good. And final person here is Nick Budig. Nick, how is it going up in Moorhead? It's all right. I've learned that I've, I've really hated my house. I've been stuck in here for three days right. now. I've uh, All my meetings are online. I haven't had to work the past three days. There's nothing to do outside besides play video games inside. And yeah, so I've, I've been working I've, uh, from home for three weeks now. So I completely a big fan understand. Of it. It's weird. Uh, and I'll, just to give you a little bit of idea how it's going for me, uh, it is Monday night. Here in good old Iowa, and I had just finished my first uh, screwdriver, so good orange juice and vodka mix there. Um, <laughs> social distancing wow. is not the fun, not the best thing, so no, it isn't. Got to finish them. Get some uh, get some drink in you. Okay. <laughs> you okay, Luke? Get ready for a good show, guys. <laughs> um, so just to kind of give you guys a background on what we're doing on this episode, if you haven't been following our Facebook. We released a bracket last week putting together 64 of the best players in baseball under 28 years old. We rated that by their career war. And so uh, I will make a link to the bracket in our description of this podcast, but it'll also be on Facebook, so you can check that out. And today we're going over the left side of that bracket. So the first, uh, what would that be? First 16 matchups. And then next week we'll do the next side of the bracket, and then we'll move on from there. Um, So that's what we're going over today. 
Um, but before we get to that discussion, just want to remind you, if you want to follow this uh, fun journey we're on, it's going to be great. There's going to be some upsets. Robert has promised everyone there's going to be upsets. And when he promises something, he doesn't let you down. So I if you don't want to follow this journey, you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. That includes Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and if you want to send your questions in or suggestions for who you think we should pick in the bracket, send those to this stitch, the Stitches Podcast at gmail.com. That's the Stitches Podcast at gmail.com. And follow our journey along on social media at Stitches Pod on Twitter and on Facebook. We have a page there so you can like us. Um, all right, let's get the name game done real quick, and then we will jump into these matchups, these great matchups. All right. <clears throat> the first name game of our bracket journey. Mm-hmm. Jay Fla. Jay Fla. I'm flabbergasted. Okay. You don't have to use a big <laughs> word to, to make everyone yeah, think you're cool, I don't know what I'm more shocked by the word. Or no, since you said name. flabbergasted, you get to go first. <laughs> that word is not allowed in this podcast. I feel like your game, you stepped up your game this week, Luke. I'll give you credit. I'm going to say yes. I think it's a real player. All right, Nick. Um, no, I don't think he's a real player. All right, Nick says no. Robert, finish it off, bud. Oh, man. Well, I've been pretty bad lately, like usual. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe this week and say yes, he is a player. Is that a safe game? Safe? I don't... safe. You play this because, game safe <laughs> because it's safe. That's all you need to know. It's a safe play. There is no safe pick. It's, it's a safe 50, pick. 50. Nope, this one's never, a safe one. I've never known Robert right. to take a Robert safe Robert calls play. it safe. Whatever he thinks safe. is safe, I guess it's safe because Robert's never wrong. As we'll find out. No, no, no. I'm just saying this is a safe play. No, no, you're never wrong. So oh, no. let's dive into the 64-player <laughs> tournament just to see how wrong he is. Oh, um, boy. Ooh. So we are going over the left side of the bracket. If you want to follow along with us, there's going to be – I'm going to try to get a link in the description of the podcast so you can get to this uh, bracket yourself. Or you can follow along on our Facebook page. Um, but we'll also be breaking down each matchup on the podcast. So you don't really need the bracket in front of you. You'll just hear it from our mouths. Um, so there are 16 matchups here on the left side. They're all seated 1 through 16. There's two regions, so there's two regions of 1 through 16 on this bracket. And uh, we did it, like I said before, according to career war. So you're going to see some players that have been in the league a little longer. They're going to be highly ranked. But we have a different criteria. We're not just doing it by who's been the best so far. Our criteria is projecting an entire career. So at the end of these players' careers, who will come out on top? who will be the best player. So that's kind of throwing a little wrinkle into things because uh, I think it's pretty obvious who's the best player right now. Um, but when you throw that wrinkle in, it takes a lot of uh, projecting and what you just kind of think these players are going to do over the long run. Um, the players will move on. We have a four-person panel. So if a player gets three out of the four votes, they move on to the next round and they'll get debated on the next episode. Um, if we tie, which we don't want to do because we want to kind of try to convince each other to come to one or the other side, we will flip a coin uh, just because uh, we have to break the tie somehow or else this thing's <laughs> going to go two hours because Robert will never let Oh, up. wow, okay, yeah. Mm. Robert never loses an Robert doesn't want us to flip a coin. Wait, He's like, oh, I want you guys Luke. to convince, but it's we're going to have to flip a coin because it's going to get I believe it, it is based on 2019 war. No one I made this list. Oh, it's, it's not career on, war. No. Yeah, it's not career war. Yeah. It's Ooh, for oh, last that's year. good to know. Older okay, players that I was under the impression So now Luke is shocked. There you go. Okay, well, there's still weird matchups then, but you'll find them as we <laughs> Very go. Very weird matchups. 
Gotta love it. All right, let's start things off with probably the most easy pick of the day. No. And that is our our first one versus 16 is Mike Trout, outfielder for the Los Angeles Angels, against Willie Calhoun, off, or outfielder for the Texas Rangers. Hmm. Do we really need to debate this hmm. one, guys? I think this one's pretty easy. I'm, I hope I'm going to go with Mike Trout. I don't know. I don't Give know. Calhoun a couple it's, years. It's debatable. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're projecting over his career, that's the criteria. So. That's true. top two in eight straight years. I don't even know what you said, No. All right, so everyone said Mike Trout. <laughs> Sounds I was right. going to say, everyone said Mike Trout. So there you go. Your first matchup is Mike Trout. I'm moving him on. Second matchup in this um, in this tournament is the 8 versus 9 seed. Fernando Tatis Jr., the 8 seed. He's a infielder for the San Diego Padres against Trey Mancini, outfielder slash first baseman. First base slash DH. Outfielder mostly for the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. He's the nine seed. Slash this up. one, I think it's going to stir up a little bit. You think uh, so? Robert, I'll start with you because you've been touting this bracket all along. So who's your pick in this this matchup against Tatis and Mancini? Well, me, okay. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr., pretty toolsy. I, I still think he's a little bit like Javier Baez, I think. But I think the tools are a little bit better than mm. Baez. He's young. It's, it's a tough one you- for me. I mean... I think I still need to see a lot more out of him, but Trey Mancini to me, like I said at the beginning, also slash DH. I don't like his fielding. I think he's a solid bat, but Fernando Tatis has too many tools going for him, and he's still super young. I think the career choice has got to be Fernando. Rob, Robert, I have to say, if Javier buys your baseline, that's a pretty good baseline. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, so I, I, I love Tatis. I mean, he, he was great last year. He, he got hurt. If he didn't get hurt, he'd be even better. I mean, 22 homers, 16 bags. 317 average, he walks. His fielding's all right, but, I mean, that bat is a potential big bat in, right. in baseball. I think he's a future star. He's only 20 years old, too. So, projecting a, a future like, career, I think Tatis Jr. can be one of the next stars in baseball. So, yeah, I de- definitely think he's better than Mancini. All right, Nick, we've got two Tatis votes. Is this going to be majority here? Yeah, I, I'm going to have to roll with Tatis again like these guys. I was a big fan of Tatis coming into the, this past season. Um, Trey, Trey Mancini is great. He's a fantastic player. He has a huge bat, but he—I mean—he's—he's he's almost thirty now. He—he um, he really does only have the bat, and I, it just Tatis is just so athletic. He's so fast. He has such a good stick, um, and yeah, I don't think—I think Tatis is in for a great career. Uh, I'm not as big on Tatis as everybody is. I think there's a little bit of—he's got such good tools though. But Tatis here, I vote for Tatis, but I think there's definitely—I'm not as high as him uh, on him as you guys are, but. I'll vote for him here. So we got a 4-0 vote for Tatis. He moves on. He'll play Mike Trout in the next uh, next round. All right, next one here is Chris Bryant, the four-seed third baseman for the Chicago Cubs against Gary Sanchez, catcher for the Yankees as the 12-seed. Uh, let's go reverse order. Nick, who's your pick in this matchup? This one was I – th- I was a little bit going back and forth on this one for a little while, and then I, it honestly just came really down to injuries for me. And Sanchez – Really hasn't been able to play a full season. He had a great rookie year, but even then, he he was a little hurt. Um, Bryant, there as, with his flaws, he is a he's an he's a very good player, um, at a very good position. And I think Sanchez he has struggled defensively in the past. Um, and I think it's like like I said, it just back to injuries. I think Bryant's is going to have a better career just because he's going to be able to play more. So I'm going to give Bryant a vote. 
All right, Brian for for Nick and uh, Noah. Well, Nick Gary Sanchez. <laughs> said Sanchez. Sorry, just had to call that out. Um, Nick, Nick is known for his butchering of <laughs> yeah, names. Nick knows all names. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gary Sanchez is one of the elite power hitters in baseball. I mean, we know this. We can see mm-hmm. we can see his metrics. He's got power. It's a matter of staying on the field, and it's also a matter of he has like terrible defense. Uh, he, a catcher, he can't block balls. He's kind of a liability back there. Chris Bryan, I think, because his career started off so well, people view him as a disappointment. But Chris Bryant still hasn't fallen off as much as people thought he has. I mean, he's still almost top 30 home runs in all of his every year. I mean, he had 29 in 2017. Uh, his RBIs aren't quite there, but his average is right there. I think Chris Bryant's still one of the elite sluggers in the game. And Gary Sanchez just isn't quite there. I mean, Gary Sanchez only has two 30 home run years. I mean, if he's a big slugger, mm-hmm. he's got to have more than that. So, yeah, Chris Bryant's my vote here. And his batting average just isn't up to par. No, it's terrible. I mean, he's, he's hit not 221 his last two years. He's a pure no. power hitter. His power defense hitter. isn't anything good. He doesn't run. He's a catcher. So, I mean, there's some value there. But um, I guess I went a little too early. But, yeah, Chris Bryant's my vote here. Robert, uh, it's already 3 four, or three out of 4, so I don't know what you say makes a difference, but might as well throw it out there. <laughs> well, you guys know how big of a fan I was of Chris Bryant this year, although now we have a shorter season, so my prediction will not come uh, to fruitation. But I will say that Gary Sanchez you definitely You were a fan cannot... of Chris Bryant? I thought you were hating on him. I thought you were hating him. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. We're facing Gary Sanchez, who right, I was a big fan right, of Sanchez in the beginning. Okay, and then he started getting hurt all the time, and his defensive metrics, I didn't think were ever going to be that good, but I thought his stick would play. Although I thought he would be profiled as a first baseman. That never came to happen. Um, that never uh, never happened. So I would I would have to say Chris Bryant is definitely the favorite here, not because you guys all picked him, but because he's definitely the better all-around player. He gets on base, uh, something also that Gary Sanchez has no idea how to do is get to first base. So (laughs) I'm going to definitely go with Mr. Solo Dolo, Gary Sanchez. You're not going to make it. I'm going with Chris Bryant. All right. That was very misleading the way you framed that, but that's okay. That's great. I love it. I'm going to go with Gary Sanchez. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next matchup. So Chris Bryant moves on there, um, and he'll face the winner of this next matchup, which is Ozzie Albies is the five seed against Kevin Biggio. Uh, 12 seed. Ozzy Albies is a uh, shortstop for the or second baseman for the Atlanta Braves. Kevin Biggio is second baseman for the Toronto Blue Jays. We got a couple of second basemen here. Uh, I'll go first here because I keep throwing it to you guys. Um, I actually have Ozzy Albies in this one. Not really a big shocker. I think he is such a toolsy player um, that he's kind of like the Fernando Tatis type where he can do a little bit of everything and that gives him a high floor and really the only thing that can derail him is injuries. So uh, he's shown in his couple of years in the majors that he has the potential to be elite, um, and his floor is more like, I don't know, last year was really good, um, but it wasn't like his rookie year. So I I, I think he's going to be around what he was last year, and if he's like that every year, uh, we're looking at a very, very good player. So Ozzy Albies is it for me. Uh, Robert, let's do reverse order again. What's oh, your boy. pick in Albies versus Biggio? This is a tough one for me because I, you talk about tools, they both have them, but Biggio's got an incredible eye, much better than I think mm-hmm. Albies has. But, I mean, if you're projecting it based off of, you know, prospect status, Albies was a much higher-ranked prospect. He's got, I mean, he's already shown in the big leagues that he can already do it. You know, we don't really know a whole lot about Biggio besides the fact that he can walk. He still strikes out quite a bit. 
uh, this is really hard because we're projecting careers. And this is one that's tough for me. But I'm going to have to go with the obvious answer. I'm going to go Ozzy Elbies just because of what he's done already at the big league level. Yeah, All right. I mean, Noah? I was just going to say, I mean, my I see Ozzy Elbies as a Jose Altuve comp. I mean, I, I see his powers right around the same as what Altuve eventually became. His average is really good. It's not quite Jose Altuve average, but it's up there 300. He strikes out a little bit more than Altuve does, but um, Ozzy Albies is a future star at 22. He's really good. I, I think he could make it far in this bracket, whereas Biggio, I love Biggio, but he struck out 123 times in 430 plate appearances, which is quite a bit. He did walk a lot, but he still only hit 234. Uh, he, he's a little older for a prospect. I mean, I think Biggio has potential, but you, you can't put him over Albies. There's just, in my mind, it's, it's obvious. And Nick? Yeah, I think I, I'm going to agree with all you guys here. Uh, Albies is, I mean, he's already one of the best second basemen in baseball right now. And Biggio, I, Biggio it is a little bit closer than I think a lot of people would expect, but um, Albies just has, the tools are all a little bit better than Biggio. Uh, Biggio has a, probably a little bit better power, but uh, I think it's Albies is the winner here. Okay, Albies gets the sweep, and he'll move on to play Chris Bryant next uh, next time. In the next round. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, moving on in this first round, we have the six-seed Austin Meadows, outfielder for the Tampa Bay Rays, against the 11-seed Miguel Sano, third baseman, so first baseman for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Noah, you go first on this one. Who's your pick to move on? Obviously, I have some Twins bias in me. Um, but, I mean, I'm, I'm going to pick Austin Meadows just to preface that. But I do think Miguel Sano has the defense. I do think he has the pop, elite pop, one of the best in baseball uh, with an elite eye. But the averages down there, uh, again, he can't field. I mean, he's going over to first, so that helps a little bit. The health isn't there. Whereas Austin Meadows, I think he could be one of the, the best power hitters in baseball in a few years. I mean, he's 25 years young, and he's got he had 30 home runs and 12 bags with a 291 average. So uh, Austin Meadows is my pick. Robert, who's your Meadows pick? Meadows' hand. Meadows hands down. Miguel Sano gets hurt way too much. He was shaky at third base. Yeah, it'll help him in the long run at first base to stay healthy for sure. But Meadows is just way too talented versus Miguel Sano. Sano has shown plenty of times of striking out in big situations. He's just not as elite as everybody thinks. Got to go Meadows. And Nick? Yeah, I've got to go with Meadows here. He did one less home run than Sano, but Sano played 30 less games. Uh, pretty much what everyone else mentioned here. Meadows, I think across the, the batting line, obviously Meadows can be a little bit better um, so outside of the power category. But, yeah, I think Meadows is in line for a better career here. Well, guys, I think I'm going to uh, throw out one of my first of the many controversial opinions I'm going to have in this bracket, I think. I got Miguel Sano in this one, and I'll tell wow. you why. Robert, I'm going to th- turn this on your head a little bit with the injuries. Austin yeah. Meadows literally has had two healthy seasons in his, like, let's see, uh, he's got health problems too. I don't. It doesn't say how many years he's been in the minors, and I don't want to do quick math. I'm gonna say like nine he's years. Definitely got health or, issues. No, seven, six or seven years. years. Nine years in in <laughs> in baseball. Uh, well, they have they list like 2018 tw- four times, so it threw me off. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So six times, uh, six years. He's only been healthy two of those years. 2015 when he was in high A and double A, and last year when he was obviously in the majors and put together that amazing season. Uh, yes, Miguel Sano has been hurt, but I am really concerned about Austin Meadows' injuries uh, in terms of his long-term uh, viability. Um, 
and his minors numbers were impressive, but I think Miguel Sano has legit 50 homer power. Um, hmm. The only question he is, does. can he stay healthy? Um, yeah, I, I think Meadows has hmm. a has a bigger risk in terms of the injury risk. So I'm throwing out my controversial opinion here. I think Sano is going to be more valuable. Yeah, Luke, and I didn't mention this when I talked about him, but Miguel Sano last year, 35 homers and 474 plate appearances. That's a home run every fourth game. Uh, and he was hurt to start the year. People forget that. He still had 35 homers. I think you're right. He has legit 50 home run pop. I think it's just the fact that Meadows is a more complete hitter. And while injuries are concerned for Meadows, they're also concerned for Sano, equally as big of a concern. So uh, I think I think it's closer than what Robert was put, uh, was portraying it, but I do think Meadows is better. Okay. And my opinion doesn't even matter anyway because you guys all voted Meadows. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's a fair <laughs> opinion, though. It matters All a right, bit. Meadows moves on, and the next one is going to be Rafael Devers, the three seed, third baseman for the Boston Red Sox against the 14 seed, Framel Reyes, outfielder for the Indians. Big debate here, guys. I think most of us are going to say Devers, but Robert, maybe you'll have something different to say because I know you love Framel no. Reyes. No, I like okay. his power, but Devers is a much better player. All right, All so around. Devers, I'm going to say it's consensus. Is that fair? Yeah, Across Devers. The board, yeah. Pretty boring. Uh, yeah. No upsets yet, guys. It's boring. Come on. <laughs> all right next one Spice we've got a, a seven versus ten one this one's gonna be a good one i think jonathan vr an infielder for the miami marlins he's a seven seed against manny machado a 10 seed he's an infielder for the san diego padres imagine manny machado being a 10 seed that's something you don't see uh but he didn't have the best year uh didn't have the best of years last year um uh nick Jonathan VR and Manny Machado. I think this one's going to be a little more tough for the, for us. Yeah, um, I think you wanting an upset, and I think this is the, my first upset is Manny Machado over VR, just according to the the bracket here. Um, I do like VR. Obviously, he has the he has the the speed and, and some pop there, and he had a great year last year with the with the Oreos. But uh, I think Machado just I mean, he has the defense, obviously. Um, and he's he's had a he had a great start to his career. He was a top prospect coming in, um, and I I just think Machado has 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 what it takes to really be a be continue to be a premier player uh, for a couple of years. Whereas I think VR might soon start to see that little fall off a little bit. Obviously, when you see guys that are still see, still ste- stealing so much, he had 62 bags with the Brewers. Um, those are gonna fall off soon. Whereas, whereas Machado's his his talent really is is something that's gonna carry on for a little bit longer than than vr speed at least robert who do you got vr or machado well vr has been gracious to have two good ballparks for power plus the ball last year now he's in miami mm-hmm. and i don't know where he goes after that because i believe he only has one year on that contract so it's hard to project his future for me i just think manny machado even in san diego with the numbers he put up with baltimore before he still has good prowess in defense I, I got to go with Manny Machado, despite his antics on the field sometimes. <laughs> and Noah? I, I think VR is a great fantasy baseball player, and I think he is really good. But there's a reason why he performed really, really well when he was with the Orioles. Because the Orioles are a bad team. He was given more opportunities. He played every single game last year. That's why his counting stats are so high. But he struck out mm-hmm. 176 times. That's a lot. Uh, and his fielding is... Is not that great. I mean, his stats are monstrous. Don't get me wrong. But Manny Machado, over the course of a career, is better than Jonathan VR. I mean, he had five straight 30 home run seasons, still still on that streak. His average is going to be better than last year. Manny Machado, over the course of a career, hands down better than VR. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with everyone, so I say Machado. And I'll point out one more thing about VR. You see, with, a lot of his value is wrapped up in stolen bases. Right. And he's going to be going into his age 29 season. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, he still fits our fits the bill here. He's 28 and under, but he's getting to age 29 here soon. And that's when the, the speed starts to fall off when he gets to the wrong side of 30. So his value is going to start decreasing here in the next few years. So I'm going Machado on this one. Okay, and then the final one of this regional is a 2 versus 15. We've got Eloy Jimenez, the 15 seed outfielder for the White Sox, against Matt Chapman, the number 2 seed third baseman for the Oakland Athletics. Uh, consensus here, or does anyone have Eloy Jimenez? Speak up if you do. I'm a consensus. All right, consensus. I think it's consensus. Agreed. I don't think Agreed. we need to argue with that. Matt Chapman's one of the best defenders in baseball so get a good uh, hard to argue with someone Eloy like that Menes, and you'll be up there but right <laughs> yeah, now you look, look at, terrible look at robert's look video terrible. that we posted a couple weeks ago about Eloy jimenez and you'll see why he doesn't like him nope um but matt chapman i mean it speaks for himself he's a great hitter and a way better defender than maybe anybody in major league baseball uh, that's why his war is so high and why he's a second seed so that's the end of this regional. Uh, Machado's going to face Chapman at that uh, the bottom part of that bracket. And like I said, we'll be posting this on social media this week uh, so you can see where, where things ended up. Let's go to the next regional. So we're going restarting with a 1 versus 16 seed again, and that's going to be Cody Bellinger against um, – just pulled away uh, – David Dahl, the 16th seed. Cody Bellinger is an outfielder for the Los Angeles Dodgers. David Dahl is an outfielder for the Colorado Rockies, division rivals. Uh, Noah, Cody Bellinger, David Dahl. I'm guessing this is consensus. Yeah, David Dahl is, or not, David Dahl is solid, but Cody Bellinger is. I thought you were going with Dahl there for yeah. a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, Whoa. 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 Cody Bellinger is MVP, uh, great fielder. All he's, he's a better fielder than people think. I mean, he's, he's all around a great player. Yeah, he plays center field, doesn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. I think he plays right sometimes, too. He mostly plays right, but yeah. I thought he played some center. He played some center, but he's mainly a right fielder. But the fact that he can play center, kind of like a Max Kepler type, where Max Kepler's elite in right field, but he plays center field yeah. too. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Bellinger's kind of the same type. Uh, consensus yeah. here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Bellinger moves on. I'm guessing the one seeds are going to have a heyday um, in this bracket. Next one is going to be another close one. we got an eight versus nine seed here. Michael Conforto is the eight seed and outfielder for the New York Mets. Against the nine seed Jose Ramirez, third baseman for the Cleveland Indians. Robert, Michael Conforto against Jose Ramirez. Who you got moving on? <laughs> well, this is a tough one for me because Conforto, I think, has a lot of upside in that bat. But I just don't. I don't think besides that power bat, there's a lot there. Plus, he gets hurt all the time. Yes, Ramirez mm. has his little iffy injuries here and there, and he did have that big slump last year. So there are some bad things. When he's bad, he is really bad. But I'll tell you what, when you look at a guy that could possibly hit 50 doubles, have 30 home runs, and maybe swipe 30 bases, it's hard to say that this guy is not better than Michael Conforto. He is definitely better than Conforto. I got to go with Ramirez on this one. Nick, who do you got, Jose Ramirez or Conforto? Yeah, I got to go with Ramirez. I I think I'm in the same boat with with, uh, Robert on Conforto. I've I've been a big fan of Conforto, um, but the injuries have been an issue. Uh, I mean, last the last two years, yeah, he was healthy, but still, you kind of saw what we've kind of just expected out of him. Just really, just a power bat. He can walk a little bit, um, but he's just going to be a big power bat. Whereas Ramirez, even with kind of a down year last year, he was still a twenty twenty guy. Uh, he still had a great K. We still had a great walking K percentage. Um, so I think Ramirez, it's a bounce back year for him next year, and I think 
they I think just last year might have just been a little blimp on the radar for him. All right, think... I'm going. I'm going Ramirez too. So Noah, your opinion doesn't count. Okay, well, thank you. Well, no, I think if Conforto had better defense, he would have more of a case. But he doesn't, mm-hmm. and he uh, walks a lot. So. But, yeah, he's just a bat. Ramirez Whereas... has been a top-ten player for, like, three years. There's no, no way, I know. dude. Conforto's I know. not I a think top it was, ten. I think there's recency bias, too, with Ramirez uh, because he had such a bad year last year. Yeah, Ramirez is better. Mm-hmm. All right, he gets consensus pick to move on. Um, so he'll be facing Cody Bellinger in the next round. That's going to be a good one uh, for, for next time. Uh, so the next matchup, Ronald Acuna at the five seed. I don't know how the heck he's a five seed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had some fans a, talking about that one, yeah. Yeah, that was that's weird. Against Andrew Benatendi, the twelve seed. Acuna is an outfitter for the Braves. Benatendi is an outfitter for the Red Sox. Uh, I don't think we need to spend much time on this one. Acuna. Oh, yeah. I think Benatendi is overrated in my opinion. I think he's I hate Benatendi. Seed, so. If you guys heard Benintendi. my bust in our fantasy podcast, I'm not a fan of Benatendi. So. <laughs> uh, Acuna is one of those once in a lifetime players. I think he's going to make a very, very long run in this one. He's a junior, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, oh, I got to, yeah, I got to list him right if he's a junior. I didn't, we didn't have a junior at the end there. <laughs> Sorry, everyone who saw on Facebook, we got that fixed. All right, next matchup: Who will face Ronald Acuna Jr.? It's going to be either Eugenio <laughs> Suarez, number four Ooh. seed. I tried. Yep. I had to pull out the go. high school Spanish. He's a third baseman right. for the Cincinnati Reds. And then we've got the 13th seed, Byron Buxton, for your Minnesota Twins, the center fielder. Whew. Doing well. Are we going to have some Twins bias, Nick? I I really wish I could. I think Buxton's only saving grace was if Suarez wasn't good in, on the field, but Suarez is at least all right in the field. Um, I just think Suarez is just a, an amazing bat, um, and I think he really makes up for for bucks and not having a bat uh, right now in his career and i think uh, i just have to give it to suarez it's just i think he's one of the most underrated players in the game last year almost hit 50 home runs and he plays he plays almost every day so suarez is the ticket for me uh, noah are you gonna disagree i'm in the same boat as nick um i'm i'm still rattling this in my head because i mean you look at buxton (laughs) I know, I know Robert strongly disagrees with me on this. You look at Buxton, what he ma- the impact he makes in the field is unmatched, I think, by anybody mm-hmm. in the game. I mean, the, he makes his pitchers single-handedly look so much better than what they actually are. And his bat is not that bad. I mean, in 300 ep- or plate appearances last year, 10 homers, 14 stolen bases, a 262 average. Uh, he didn't walk out. Uh, he walked 19 times. Uh, 68 strikeouts, uh, but it's not a bad bat. It's above average, and his fielding is elite. Um, but Suarez, I mean, he's got so many homers. Uh, I just think, I don't know. I Right now, I'm thinking over the course of a career. I think Buxton, over the course of a career, if he stays healthy, is better. So I'm going to go with mm-hmm. Buxton. I know you guys are going to disagree with that. I'm wow. going to go Buxton here because I think over the course of a career, Buxton has the greater potential over Suarez. That's where that criteria comes into play. Robert. Well, Suarez is one of the most consistent hitters in the game. If you look at on-base mm-hmm. percentage the last few years, in 2017 to 2019, so 367, 366, and then last year, 358. He did lead the league in strikeouts last year, though, in the National League. Yeah. Yeah, he does strike out quite a bit. But he played almost every game. But his defense is pretty average. That's like true. like you said, Nick, his defense is average. I'm actually going to go with Buxton on this one. Wow. Because hey, there it is. You talk about the big defense – and you talk about the tools, and we just haven't seen it all put together yet. 
I've seen plenty of home run guys in the game, and I need to see more players like Buxton. I think Byron Buxton, to me, has definitely got the upside. It's hard to say that Suarez's consistency isn't better, but Buxton's got real upside. Still in the tank. I'm going Buxton. Man, is this a Twins podcast? I got Buxton, too. <laughs> yeah. Nick, what's the hell? why do you hate the Twins, man? Oh, I just don't <laughs> think they're great. <laughs> I have Buxton, too, and I, I, am, I admit that I kind of changed my – uh, my criteria here a little bit because I did say Austin Meadows got the injury history, Buxton's definitely got the injury history. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna be Definition honest. I love Buxton. History. I just like Busk. I love his defense. I love how electric he is on the field. I'll be honest. I got bias here. I think Buxton's gonna be better over the t- course of his career. Gotta stay healthy. Um, but he's an electrifying mm-hmm. yeah. player when and he is And this healthy. is a hard one for me yeah. because Suarez is one of my favorite players in the game. I've always liked Suarez yeah. even when he was a Tiger. But the power. Is just so good and the consistency he brings, but Buxton's upside is just in um, is just unreal. It is untapped yeah. potential. Well, and yeah. people remember his 2017 year, right? He had a mm-hmm. great second half. He was an MVP Buxton, candidate. Right? I mean, he got votes. Yeah, Buxton. He was on. Yeah, Buxton. Sorry, <laughs> he was on pace for that same year last year before he got hurt. He was. He was yeah. gonna do that again. I mean, that's not a fluke. This guy has tremendous potential. All right, Buxton moves on. He'll play Acuna, another five tool. Mm-hmm. That'd be an exciting one. All right, we've got in the next one. We've got the six seed Javier Baez. He is the second base shortstop for the Chicago Cubs against Wilson Contreras, catcher for the Cubs. We got two Cubs going against each other. Uh, Robert, your favorite team, the Cubs. Who you got in this one? <laughs> I don't like either of these players in fantasy, in real life, anything like that. I just think they're both overrated. Sorry, Cub fans, always thought that way. Uh, but I got to choose one, right? So I'm gonna go with Baez. I go Javi. We've been we've been accused of being a Cubs hater podcast. I'm gonna wear that title proudly. I hate the Cubs, <laughs> um, but I, I pick Javier Baez in this one. He's just way more toolsy, and he has proven it already. And this guy, I mean, he's good. No matter how much you hate him, he's good. So uh, I'll go Baez on defense. Sure, he's All a great right. hitter too. But he's a great hitter. Contreras is not that great year. of a hitter. No, but both for catchers he is. But no, definitely. Yeah, I mean, not it's, against it's, a bias. there's no. There's no question about it. Yeah. Dang it, you put it Noah, back on Noah, Nick, me. any dissent yeah. with Baez? Yeah. I mean, I think Baez is one of the best players in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I I know people think – I think people tend to overrate him, but I think he's one of my favorites, and I think he's really good for the game, and I think he's one of the best players in the game. I think he backs up his talk. Nick, I, I think you're agreeing. Yeah, I, I'm actually a big fan of Baez. I think yeah. his defense alone – I mean, he, he can play third base, second base, shortstop, and he's a premier defender at all those positions. And then his bat – as much as Robert doesn't think it's that great, it's it's a very good stick. Uh, even though he does strike out, but everyone strikes out in the game today. So I think Baez blows away Contreras in this matchup. All right, we've got another tough matchup to face Ooh. Javier Baez. It's the three-seed Yoan Moncada, who is a third baseman for the White Sox. I think last year's third base. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's the 14-seed Bo Bichette, the shortstop, right? Shortstop for the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Um so, we got two infielders here. Uh, Bo Bichette just come off his rookie year. Yo Mikata had his best year. Both huge prospects. Noah, who do you got mm. in this one? I think this, was, this one's going to be another intriguing one. Yeah, this was intriguing because Bichette had a really short stint in the major leagues last year. But he did really well. I mean, he struck out a little bit too much, but he had a 311 average. He's only 22. He was on pace for a really solid year if he would have played that out over the course of the year. But Yoan Mankata, he's only 24 years old, going to be 25. He finally, I mean, he, he's he's come up. I mean, he had a good year in 2018, but finally last year, 315 average, 25 homers, 10 bags. Uh, this is the guy that the Red Sox signed uh, originally when he was, what, 18 years old. 
out of Cuba. Um, I think Mankata, over the course of a career, is going to be better. I think he's going to be one of the best players in the game at some point. We're saying that about, that about a lot of these players, but I think Mankata has tremendous potential. And while I love Bichette, I think Mankata is, is just too toolsy to go against him. Robert, who you got in this one? Uh, I got to go with Mankata. I mean, Mankata is just unbelievable. I've always liked this guy. I watched a little bit of his scouting videos, and I was telling you guys about him when he was with Boston Red Sox. And I just thought, you know, this guy's going to be a big freaking deal. The only thing that's missing is his defense. He put his defense in there. He can actually figure yeah. it out, kind of like Marcus Simeon did with the uh, athletics mm-hmm. later on. This is a kid we're going to be talking about as a top five player in the game. That's how big I'm a fan of Makata. All right, Nick, well, who do you think? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Makata, too. I think, well, obviously, last year he finally put it all together we've been waiting for. And it, he still hasn't put brought his, his, uh, his stolen bases to us. I mean, he had almost 50 bags, and he had almost 40 bags in a, both in both in the minors, and I, he hasn't really done anything on the bags uh, in the past since really since he got into the majors. Um, Bichette's good; he's really good. Uh, has really really good power. He gets on base like an incredible amount. But I think Moncada just has just has the tools to be a top five player, like like Robert said. All right. Last two matchups. Uh, I got Moncada, by the way. I should probably say that. <laughs> That's a sweet. There you go. So he moves on. Last two matchups in our bracket. Uh, we've got seven seed Jordan Alvarez, DH for the Houston Astros against Corey Seager, shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, I haven't really started much, so I'm going to start with this one. And you know it's my guy, Corey Seager. I got him moving on. And uh, I think it's Corey Seager... He was coming off an injury last year. Uh, I think it was a wrist injury or a hand injury. So that really saps your your hitting tool. But we saw him kind of uh, hit for a little bit more power in the second half last year, which suggests to me that there might be some uh, some vintage Corey Seager coming up in the next few years. Uh, he had 11 home runs, 49 RBIs, and he had the same amount of plate appearances the first half where he only had eight home runs, 38 RBIs. Uh, batting average is a little bit down. Um, but he struck out less, and I so I think Corey Seager found a little bit, um, something found a little bit something in that second half, and um, a big thing for me is the position disparity. Disparity. Mm-hmm. I think Jordan Alvarez the DH, you lose a lot of value if you're not in the field because your all your value is tied to your at bats, and there's no no uh, indication he's gonna be playing in the field anytime soon because he's a liability out there. Corey Seager, he was projected to move off shortstop, but he's done a really good job playing shortstop you know he's 6'4 he's tall lanky a lot of guys like that don't make it and he's actually done a really good job at shortstop that's a premium position so over the course of the career i think Corey seager is more valuable so i got Corey seager uh robert who's your pick to move on i'm gonna go with jordan alvarez this is a guy i know you're talking about positions and usually i would agree with you on that but i have never been a huge Corey seager fan and i also want to say that jordan alvarez with the comp even though he's a lefty always comparing to jd martinez this is a guy that we haven't seen in a long time, but DH hitting 40 home runs in three consecutive years, besides last year, obviously, because that was his rookie year. But this is the potential that he packs with the bat, and I just think it's too impactful to not have him move on. There's way too much upside in this power. All right, Nick. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Seager. Um, a lot of what you said, Luke. I, I really I think Alvarez like has all the power in the world. He almost 27 home runs in only 87 games. Uh, we talked about how much power Snow had. That's almost a home run every three games. Um, he does have he has doesn't really trade off for his average. The strikeouts are kind of there for what you expect, but he walks a lot. But Seager, I think just uh, playing that premier position, uh, he plays it very well um, for his size, like you said. And he 
he doesn't really have too many holes in his holes in his offense like he he outside of stealing bases but that's not really a trade-off with Alvarez he has power he hit for an average he can get on base um, he walks a lot he doesn't strike out too much um, I just think across the board Seager has all the tools uh, to be a to be a top flight player in the future and I think with some of the injuries the past two years uh, I think we're going to see him come back and rebound to that 2016-2017 form he had all right Noah are you going to make this a tie or are you going to go and make this a 3-1 decision. First coin flip. <laughs> I'm making this a tie. Um, I, I think Corey Seager, even if he does what he did in 2016-2017, I don't think it matches to what Jordan Alvarez could do because Alvarez is only 22 years old. Right. And 369 plate appearances, he had almost 30 home runs. I mean, I think you definitely being DH takes some value out of you. But look at his OPS. I mean, 1.067. Corey Seager is a solid bat. He plays in the field. But his glove isn't that great to push him over the edge. I think Alvarez has a impact bat that um, over the course of a season is better than Corey Seager. So Alvarez is my pick. So argument um, here. Like I said, this is a consistent potential home run guy. And I just think Corey yeah. Seager, when you look at the table, or excuse me, the bracket, there are plenty of Corey Seagers out there on this bracket. There are nothing like Jordan Alvarez for power. There is nothing. Now I do say that DH is definitely not as valuable as shortstop, but like Noah said, Corey Seager is not one of the top five best shortstops yeah. defensively. I don't see I how think, Seager right. can pass Jordan Alvarez. I just don't yeah. see it. Yeah, just quick thought. I mean, I think there's a lot of toolsy guys coming up in the major leagues this year now that the guys like Alvarez who were here like 10 years ago, like David Ortiz types right. who were great at all around, they're yep. not here anymore. And I think nope. Alvarez is actually one of the few that are left right now. I agree. All right, I think that's going to be a coin flip because we don't have a lot of time. Oh, boy. It is coin flip. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Let me search coin flip on Google. <laughs> that no, you don't have an app. Gotta do a fair. Random.org. Come on, Nick. Push for Alvarez. Oh, you can choose no. your type of coin. Oh man. I can. Get wow. I mean, we talk about we this talk about how there's cool. home run hitters every year. Yeah, but there's no. Uh, he's just another just another forty home run guy. Just another thirty home run. Who who wants heads? Who wants tails? Let's do the top seed gets heads. So. Uh, Alvarez gets heads, Seager gets tails. How's that sound? That's fine. That sounds fine. All right. All right, one flip, and let's flip. It's heads, so Alvarez moves on. There, there you we go. go. Oh. The right choice. Wow. There All you right. go. Top seed moves on. All right, for our last matchup of the day, we've got the 15 seed versus the second seed. The 15 seed is Luis Robert, the not yet played rookie for the Chicago White Sox outfielder, and then he's going to be playing Cattell Marte, the number two seed. Is he an outfielder for the Diamondbacks? Infielder? I don't even remember where he played last year. Um, <laughs> outfielder, second right? Mostly outfield, yeah, center field. Yeah, outfielder. He yeah. But he's also played second base. Yeah, he's, he's played a lot in infield. Yeah. Yeah. So he's played both. He's pretty, so, he's pretty much uh, we got Robert versus Marte. Marte's coming off a career year. Robert hasn't even played in the majors yet, but huge, huge potential. Uh, Robert, you're a Diamondbacks mm. fan. You're a huge Luis Robert fan. So I think I got to yeah, start with you tough. because this is going to be tough for you. Yeah, it's a tough one, but I got to go with Luis Robert. There's way too much talent in his, everything he does. I mean, you're talking about a possible Mike Trout talent. That's what they've been saying. I think of it more as a Ronald Acuna type, but Acuna hasn't even blossomed yet as far as a career, so we don't know where he is yet. Uh, Cattell Marte, I think, got a little bit too much benefits from the ball last year. Uh, he's going to be solid, but he's nowhere even close to Luis Robert, despite even not playing one game yet at the big All league right, level. Nick? Yeah, I'm with... Robert on this. I think Luis Robert is has so much potential. I don't I mean I don't think this I don't think he's gonna be 
great right away. I think he's going to struggle right away with with his with his uh, with his eye at the plate. But I mean, Marte had a great year, but like like Robert said, he he got to benefit from the ball and playing from a hitter friendly park. Uh, Luis Robert has just an, a, a, an incredible career set out for him in front of him. So I just I have to go with him. I, Noah, I think I think it's too easy to just to say, oh, it was the ball for Marte. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy's 25 years old. I don't think it was all the ball. I mean, yeah, he's not going to hit 30 home runs, but he can still hit 25, 28. And with those bags, with that average, with that, mi- yeah, he can. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> I mean, has a power. For that. He, look at the um, minor stats. <laughs> yeah, he I never mean, hit home runs in the minors. The majors. That He's happens. a great. No, he's seen that from, happen before. I mean, that's a lot of power to go from a 14 home run hitter to a 300 something. That was in the majors still. I was with the. I was. Yeah, I think he can still hit 25 or 30. I think he's developed it, and he's only 25. Going into his 26th year. I think it's just really tough to say that Ruiz Roberts can have a better career right now than Marte when Robert hasn't even touched the major leagues. And uh, I know he had a monster year last year, Robert did, but, I mean, look at his years before. They they weren't like last year. I mean, I think it's just tough to go off one minor league year versus a monster major league year. All right. Uh, so I'm going Marte. I, I'm, there's not going to be another coin flip because I'm going Luis Robert, but uh, I like I like Cattell Mar- Marte a lot. I think there's a lot of credence to what he did last year, but – I can't see 30 home runs again. I I, I think no, it's gonna go back either. down to the mid teens. Uh, Luis Robert's mm-hmm. upside, and I'm not even one of that one of those guys who's big on Luis Robert. I just think his upside right. is immense. If he yeah, can cut down on his strikeout rate and improve his walk rate, we are talking about a guy who could be Mike Trout. Like that's mm-hmm. how good this guy could be. That much so of talent, yeah. I say that's Luis strong. Robert that's moving strong. on. That is strong, strong, but it's. I mean, I mean it's this, not that strong because scouts have been saying it. They've been everyone. I mean, everyone. About it. Everyone says someone's the next Mike Trout. Yeah, but no one said no one said he was going to tell Marte. They said he'll steal bases. I don't think anyone said Buxton was going to be the next Mike Trout. Right. Buxton didn't have enough power to be the next Mike Trout. But But yeah, they 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 said last year. They said Cattell Marte would hit for average, steal bases, which he hardly steals bases, even though he has the potential to, on a team that can run. And he's 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 good. He just doesn't have that power. I just don't think the power is thirty home runs. I don't see what you're seeing it. Mm -hmm. No, I just don't see it. All right, well, that's going to be the it, the end of our bracket. The left side of the bracket we decided today. I'm going to go over some of the upsets here. Um, we had a few. We had, um, let's see, Manny Machado beating a seven seed. We had Jose Ramirez being an eight seed. We had Byron Buxton surprisingly being a four seed. And we had uh, Luis Robert beating a two seed. So we had like four or five upsets in there. Not bad. Yeah. Um, March Madness. There's some baby. good names coming up. I'm excited for our uh, our next round here. But next week we're gonna be doing the right side of the bracket. Um, so we got some more upsets on tap. But this was fun, guys. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a lot and, of debates. Kind of kept it, you know, pretty easy so far. Yeah, I think in this mm-hmm. first round we got to kind of keep it pretty pretty trimmed down. Once we get to the next few rounds, yeah. I feel like we'll have some more time to. I agree. Oh, yeah. To get really we'll it, into it, especially it like the final four is gonna be fun because that's when oh, we're yeah. gonna have all the time in the world. <laughs> we'll have. Oh yeah. Like back, and forth, back and forth. Back and forth. It's gonna get yeah. crazy. That's gonna be good. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And like I said, we'll do the right side of the bracket next week. Let's end things here with the name game, and then we will send you off. The name game I gave the the crew here. Let's see. J. Flaw. J. Flaw was the 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 name. And Come on. Robert. Big money. Robert and Noah said yes. No, Nick. Yes. Oh, wait, no, no you I said did? no. No, no, oh, yeah. Yes. Robert, you and I said yes. J. Flaw is a real baseball player. Yeah. Well, of course he is. Safe play, wrong. man. Noah Luke and couldn't Robert. Think of that doing one. my victory dance. I thought I took the same. Right, Noah, play. Luke couldn't think of that one. No way. 
Uh, what are you talking about? Come on. <laughs> I had faith in him. Well, I, I, I hope everybody had creative. fun listening to this podcast. It was fun for us to do, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing this over the next few weeks. Hopefully, this kind of fills the void that baseball is leaving. It's tough for us, too, and we wanted to find some fun way to tackle these next few weeks in a, in a fun way. I just trying to run all the podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to send your input on this bracket or send any questions you have? You can send that to our email at thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. That's thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. Follow along with our bracket journey on our social media accounts at Twitter on at stitchespod, and then on Facebook you can find us there too. Um, all right, well, we will be that back next week with some more bracket stuff. We'll see you then.